This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Man, we're mixing it up with the music today, and I am here for it. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I am Alex Smythe, filling in for Dave Brown for this final day. Uh, Every few days, we connect with AMI staffers from across the country to talk about the latest news from Canada's urban centres. And let's go to our Western Regional Report with Jim Crisco, AMI Content Development Specialist, who joins us from Edmonton. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Great, Alex. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. You know, it's it's Monday. It's uh, I didn't get the the best sleep last night, but I am glad I can end my Monday morning show <laughs> with talking to you. So, Jim, <laughs> first off, uh, the first topic we're talking about is in Saskatchewan, where the province is introducing new accessibility legislation. So, can you kind of walk us through some of the highlights from this legislation? Sure, absolutely. Uh, they they finally uh, decided to to sort of institute or, or uh, right now they put the act forward. It hasn't been approved yet, but I think it will. Uh, and what they're looking to do is they want to uh, have legislation to prevent and remove accessibility barriers for persons with disabilities. So uh, some of the highlights are uh, they wanted to ensure that uh, organizations that uh, that are there to help people, persons with disabilities, are represented. Um, so they're ro- rolling out an accessib- accessibility plan. And uh, if passed, there's going to be an accessibility advisory committee, which will be appointed. Uh, will be at least half of the members being persons with disabilities or from organizations that repre- represent people with disabilities. And they'll advise the government on, uh, on future things. There's also... Um, they're going to establish a Saskatchewan Accessibility Office, which will uh, be established to increase public awareness and education for the new Accessibility Act. In addition, this office will be responsible for monitoring compliance and enforcement of the legislation. So they've got a lot of things that are going into uh, into this, which is really good because, uh, you know, there's some uh, provinces have already passed such le- legislation. I know Manitoba has, Ontario. Um, I'm not sure the status of Alberta. Uh, but as, as each province comes along and as each par- province comes on board, I, I do believe they're benchmarking off of previous provinces and, and seeing what worked, what didn't, what needs to be strengthened. Uh, and, you know, the, the legislation is just getting better and better as it comes out. Uh, so this is a great move uh, for Saskatchewan. I know that they have a lot of great uh, organizations. I work with many of them uh, across the province, and I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it'll be a, a really positive impact. Absolutely. One, I think one of the biggest keys there is the fact that there's the accountability office that's going to be in there because it's it's one thing that's it's great. You know, you you pass legislation, you 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 set out all these goals and everything like that, but you need to have accountability, someone who's making sure that these these new uh, like kind of mandates are being met, are being cared for. So it's great that they're they're introducing that. Absolutely. You know, it is one of those uh, situations where you, you really can't go on the honor system for for some of it. Mm-hmm. You do have to make sure that there's uh, guidelines in place and there's 
enforcement in place that uh, that people are coming on board. Having said that, most organizations, most companies, most people, when they're when they actually look at the legislation, it, it, it's it's very helpful and. It's not the barrier that they think it is to create things that are accessible. It 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 really, especially if you're starting at the beginning, uh, it, it, the the accessibility is is really um, should be built in. It it, it impacts everyone, and, and most people see the value in it. So, uh, but you're absolutely right. It, it's it, you you need something that is going to be actually a you know an enforceable rule so that people can get on board. Yeah, well, and that's something we we've, we've talked about so often, where it's like. If you start at the beginning, I mean, and, and you you weave in accessibility, it makes it far easier when it comes to the planning and the execution, and then it's it's less of a uh, issue financially and uh, you know logistically when you're trying to, than if you're trying to retrofit something after the fact. But uh, where can people go to find out more information about this? Uh, there is a uh, a website. If you go to uh, access, uh, it's accessible sk dot saskatchewan dot ca so accessible sk dot saskatchewan dot ca and there's more uh information on the proposed legislation and uh people can you know read up and see see the impact and and maybe they get maybe get involved uh see if you can if, if you can get appointed uh onto the oversight committee and and uh you know there's a there, there will be opportunities to get involved in this Absolutely. And uh, we'll be sure to have that link on our blog at ami.ca slash now. You also wanted to talk about a Sitski uh, camp that's uh, happening in Canmore. So what can you tell me a bit about that? Yes, that was just recently in, in Canmore. What they had is uh, uh, a Sitski. It, it, it's sort of a uh, an introduction to the sport for, for folks that might not have, have been able to try to uh, get a chance of, of Doing some some uh, paraskiing uh, on the Sitski um, uh, device specifically to introduce people and to let them see if this is something for them. I, I mean, we've you know we cover uh, many many parasports and, uh, and and there's so many people that want to get involved and a lot of the parasports are indoors. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, basketball and, and, uh, such, and even hockey is typically played indoors, but for people to be, who want to get out and maybe get out on a ski hill, uh, the, the sit ski could be an option and it might be, uh, what they want to try. So they, they ran this, uh, this camp and it's, you know, it was, there was sort of two functions to the camp from what I can see. One is, uh, an, uh, an introduction to new people, uh, sit skiers, ones that may not have tried it or had very little experience, wanted to give it a try and see how they liked it. And then the others are for, you know, the, the athletes that are already sit skiing and, uh, maybe they have their eyes set on, on the national team. Uh, they want to get more competitive. This is a, a chance for s- some evaluation there and some, uh, uh, some opportunity to work with the coaches. Absolutely. Now, do you th- do you think that uh, Kansas' success in the sport has uh, kind of uh, fueled some of the interest that uh, uh, folks have had in sit skiing? I, I absolutely think so. Uh, that we've had we've meddled uh, in in sit skiing. We've uh, we've got a, a really strong uh, para skiing team, uh, and part of that is the sit ski. Uh, you know, uh, as you know, Alex. Uh, you know, Calgary has the the the, the legacy. Uh, training from from the Olympics, from the '88 Olympics, and 
we just we we just tend to to be very strong in in a lot of the winter sports and skiing is one of them and part of it is we've got a really good development trajectory for these athletes and we've got great coaching um and great opportunities to you know if you want to excel uh we the the canada you know the the, the programs in place in canada and the different organizations are really built to to help you so i think that this was a, a um a great opportunity, uh, you know. There's it, within the story. There was a CBC story that uh, that I was looking at regarding this. They interviewed several athletes. Some of them are just there to give it a try and see see what what it's all about. And others are. I've got my eyes on on making the Olympic team, the Paralympic team, and and uh, this is part of my my journey. Yeah, that's that's always the great thing about these types of uh, events, these programs. It's like, yeah, you. People, we just want you to come and enjoy it and, and try the sport. But, you know, if there is a, a real skill or, or a passion there, well, maybe there is an opportunity that you can go through the high performance program and, and you may be able to achieve that goal of maybe representing your country on an international stage. So that's always such a such a positive. Uh, Jim, before we let you go, I want to give you the chance to kind of chime in on our, our daily poll question today. So I, I was asking folks like at home, there was a whole story about the Goonies house is up for sale. So I, I want to find out from you, if you could live in any um, movie house, which one would it be? Uh, does it have to actually exist or just a movie a yeah. house? That no, so it has movie. to be a physical house. So, so like my, my, uh, vote would have, uh, was for, uh, the home alone house. That's, uh, in like, just in the suburb of Chicago. It's a beautiful, large red brick house. You know, um, there's the, the Goonies house, which is a Victorian style house. People have said, um, the full house, uh, house, uh, Jeff, uh, said the, uh, Bel Air mansion from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Any of those that kind of okay. pique your interest? Well, the, actually, the one that probably would be is is the house from the Brady Bunch. Mm. Uh, it was just iconic, and they actually did renovate it so the inside of the house looks exactly like what the the movie set or the show set was. Uh, they did that on on HGTV or something a few years ago. Uh, so that would be the one. I think it's just it's so iconic and it's yeah. so from that era. If it was one that doesn't actually exist, but kind of would have would have been the house from the Munsters. Okay, uh, I think it was like thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane. Yeah, that yeah, would have yeah. been the one that I would have picked. There you go with with crows <laughs> and dark clouds and all. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for for chatting with me and and wrapping up the show with me today. Thanks, Alex. Have a great week. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at nine a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.